Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had a great weekend, but it's time to get back to work or school. But we're going to make that transition a little bit better today with a fun trip report. We're headed out to Idaho with listener Cindy, and we're going to talk about an awesome trip. How about 15 days at Walt Disney World? They stayed at All Star Music, and they were celebrating just the two of them, uh, Cindy and her husband, Ray their retirement from the nursing field. So they have done a lot of time and helped a lot of folks over the years. It was time for them just to go down, just the two of them, and have a great time for a long trip at Walt Disney World. And they spent some time over at Festival of the Arts at Epcot. They hadn't been there for about five years, so they got to uh, use Genie Plus for the first time, get to do Remy, Guardians of the Galaxy, Rise of the Resistance, a lot of new attractions We talked about how they're not drinkers, but they snacked around the world and how that worked out is replacing meals. A lot of good sit-down meals as well. We raved about Ohana. We just talked about the good stuff at Walt Disney World and just had a great time reminiscing about a wonderful vacation to Walt Disney World. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget our podcast always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney adventure for no additional cost to you. All you need to do is swing by the website today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys are the all-stars for the Be Our Guest podcast. We could not do this show without you. And you can support us as well, starting at just $5 per month. Please come on over this week. You'll get the bonus show on Tuesdays called Mike in the Midwest. Just come on over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage Welcome to episode 2,442 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're having a great start to your week already and big congratulations to all the Be Our Guest Podcast lizards and even those of you that aren't that were down there for Princess Half Marathon weekend this past weekend. Hope you had some great runs and that you have all the bling as you go into work or even school this week. And you got to wear that. You got to wear the medals, man. Today, you got to show off to your coworkers and say, look what I did. Well, I was down at Walt Disney World this weekend. And maybe you're not going into work today. Maybe today you're still at the parks and you're going around and getting all the pictures. That's what probably what I'd be doing or traveling back home. Maybe you're taking the show with you as you get on the airplane to fly home. Either way. Hope you made some memories, didn't get too many blisters, got all the great photos. Nobody cut you off right as you were getting ready to get that perfect shot. You were getting ready to have the perfect jump as the photographer was coming up, you know, do the uh, the Tinkerbell jump or the Peter Pan jump. And then somebody jumps in front of you as you were setting up. I know I've been there, man. It's it's rough, but some, one out of 10, you can get that shot. I hope it was you that got that in. But either way, I hope you had a great Princess Half Marathon weekend ate some nice food, had great snacks, but most of all, made memories that you'll never forget. But today, as we do every Monday, we're going to take you down to Walt Disney World virtually with a fun trip report. And today, 
headed out west. Big Sky Country, I believe, out to Idaho, Boise, in fact, with Lister Cindy. Cindy, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. Glad to have you. So how are things out in uh, Idaho? Things are beautiful. Today we had sunny skies and sun for the first time in a while, and it's 53 degrees. I'm loving it. Oh, man. So... So you you've been you've you were talking in the pre-show. You've lived a few different places in your life. Um, how, how does one end up in Idaho? Because that seems to be a wonderful place to live. But I mean, uh, you know, kind of a uh, remote place. Idaho's great, and everybody just thinks about potatoes out yeah. here, <laughs> exactly. uh, potato land, and all that. But it's mountains and rivers and uh, forests. It's really beautiful. Uh, we live in the Treasure Valley. It's just right at the base of the of the mountains, and um, it's gorgeous weather here most of the time. Um, I came out here when I graduated college because my parents lived in Turkey at the time. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I couldn't go home. So I thought, well, uh, my brother lived out here. He had moved out here about a year before. And I thought if I go to Boise and he kicks me out, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. So I can go to Boise and not be homeless while I'm figuring out what to do with my life. And I've stayed. That's one heck of a story. <laughs> I love it. I love telling stories on this show. That's a good one. That's, uh, that's a good one. That's something. So, yeah, that's because uh, I've always seen, you know, again, sports fans. So I get a lot of my geography during bowl, football bowl season because they always show a lot of it. The, the areas, whenever you see a bowl game, they tend to show a lot of the, the town, the bowl, the bowl games take place in. And there's always an yeah. Idaho potato bowl out, out your way. And, they show just the gorgeous shots of the mountains and just the the quaintness of the towns and how just gorgeous the sky is and just the, the just the water looks crystal clear out there. I mean, there's a lot to be said for living in a place you know out west where uh, you know it's not overrun with people. Like uh, you know, it looks like you have room to roam out there. It looks gorgeous. We do. We have a lot of people flowing into our city. Unfortunately, we've been discovered. <laughs> and so the population is booming, but it's still beautiful out here. Oh, man. All right. Well, how'd your uh, love of Disney start? Where did that all start for you? Because you're a big Disney fan. You got Tigger over your shoulder, Mickey on your uh, hoodie sweatshirt right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, my parents um, took me to Disneyland for the first time when I was about nine or 10. And we lived in California. My dad was in the military. I grew up in the Air Force. And we were stationed out there. And we went down to Disneyland. And um, it it just was amazing, right? It was it blew me away. And during my childhood, we lived in California a few times, and we lived also over in Mississippi um, for about four years when I was a teenager. And we went to both Disneyland and Disney World during my childhood. I'm thinking we I went maybe three or four times as a kid to probably three times to Disneyland and three or four times to Disney World. I mean, how can you not love it when we were going? with my parents and they were paying for everything. So that was, that was key. I hope my kids remember that. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's always right. the goal. I've, I've spoiled them enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I hardly, I went on one vacation the whole time I lived at home with my parents. And it was just the only time that my dad caught a major league pitcher in the off season. And he flew our family down because we didn't have really the means to travel. And that was the only time we went. Cause he, he sent us to spring training to drive his two poodles from spring training up to Philly where he played for the, for the Phillies. So that's the only time we went. And, uh, but I mean, my girls, like my, my daughter, she's 16. She's platinum on Disney cruise line. Like, Oh my God, she's they're spoiled. But I hope they remember that. Now that you say that, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. So they better, I'm going to play that part for them. But let, let me ask you this though. I'm always curious. So on those, you know, when you were a child, you got to spend some time at Disneyland, you got to spend some time at world. 
And that's cool that you're a military family, that you got to have those perspectives of traveling. I mean, a lot of challenges with that too, I'm sure. But do you have any like core memories that, you know, stick out that are just like, God, I still remember that, that, you know, because kids have the weirdest memories that they recall of even the most minute details from certain trips. Anything like that that you remember from those trips as a child? Uh, the one that I really remember was when my um, my grandparents, who lived up in Idaho here, uh, north of us, we lived in Mississippi. They came down to be where we were. We all traveled down in their RV to Disney World. And my grandpa, was he was not very mobile and he couldn't see very well, but we put him in a wheelchair and we took him all over Epcot. And he absolutely loved it because they treated him like a king all day long and at that time if you had grandpa in the wheelchair you went to the front of the yes. line and so all of us there's you know there was six of us my grandparents and my family of four we were front of the line vips and the my mom remembers that the people on the rides would say sir can you can you stand and they would help him from his wheelchair and he just felt he just felt so loved and my brother and i we were teenagers and we got to push grandpa around all day. It was a blast. And I will never forget that. What a what a treat to be able to have uh, the three generations there right. and just treat grandpa like a king all day. And I love that. I mean, because truly, I hope that people, even today, you know, even here in late February 2024, that families are still making those memories walking around Epcot right now, right this morning, on a Monday morning. You know, because... I think we forget that. I think sometimes that we get so jaded in today's society that we think, you know, we're, we're always living for the moment for the Instagram picture. We're living for, you know, looking down at our screens, but we can still make those moments. Don't you agree? I mean, we can still have multi-generational experiences and, you know, we can, that stuff isn't just stuff that lived in the eighties and the seventies and the nineties. I hear that. And I know that it was different back then. But that, that stuff still, I hope, still happens for families right now. I mean, that in my heart, I believe it does. It does. We saw it all the, the time we were there. This time, we went about five years ago with my parents, and we had our daughter, the two of us, Ray and I, and my, my parents went with us. We had a multi-generational trip then, about five years ago to Disney World. And, you know, we used Genie Plus, and we were going and going and going and going, but we still have those memories. It was beautiful. It was really fun. It's good to hear. That makes me feel so good. I mean, it's why I want to do the show. I want to get these stories out there that are just, you know, good stories, make you hopefully feel better. All right. So let's talk about your trip. Now, this trip was special. This was just you, your husband, Ray, and you guys were celebrating. You had some some milestones to celebrate. So kind of give us the setup for this trip. How did it come together? So about five or six years ago, I realized that 2024 was going to be this kind of confluence of everything happening. I turned 50. My husband turned 62. We're both January babies. We have our 25th wedding anniversary in a couple more months, and he's retiring. He just retired. So we were celebrating all of those things in one year, and we knew this was going to happen. Uh, we had planned for a retirement at 62, and this was, our, this was our plan five or six years ago. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to Disney World Absolutely. and I want to plan it and I want to start planning it now. And he just laughed because I'm such a planner. So we've known and I have been working on this trip this whole time. And every time COVID would change something, every time the rules would change or the rides would change, I would just start laughing and say, I get to start planning again. <laughs> I get to start over. 
As a travel agent, I'd pull my hair out. But okay, all the you, you had fun with that. No, by the way, turning fifty and uh, you know here recently, that that I call that the new thirty-five. So You're there you go, dead on, dead on. With that. <laughs> Absolutely, the new twenty-one. We could say, what, what's yeah. Working here? Okay, the bell wasn't working there. I was getting worried for a second. Okay, I was like, what's going on with my bell? Anyway, so no, that's cool. It's a lot of lot of celebrations, and you know, the, they always say the longer you wait for something, the better the payoff will be in the end. So. I mean, thank you, COVID, for that. At least I guess we could we could say. <laughs> now you had a lot going on for this trip, so you planned. Now let's talk about because you're coming all the way from Boise, not going to Disneyland, which would be a little bit closer, obviously, for the travel. You guys coming all the way down to Florida. How is the travel when you basically have to travel cross country? What what do you have to think about for somebody that's making a journey of that distance? Well, it's it's the time, man. It is just the time is rough. We were probably traveling, either getting from here to our airport and on across the country uh, from about four o'clock in the morning when my parents came to pick us up. We didn't get to the hotel until 8 p.m. And so, you know, you have all of that time. So that first day is just a wash. All you can do with that first travel day is hang on. Um, we, We flew from Boise through Dallas and to Orlando. Then we took the Mears bus out to, um, out to the hotel that we were staying at and you know we had like a three-hour layover see for us we just you know we just we just can't plan anything that first day you're certainly not going into a park we didn't make any reservations we just wanted to get there and hopefully we wouldn't get delayed Um, and then the next day we didn't plan anything that day either because with traveling in the winter you can't count on actually getting there that's true. So we weren't going to travel. We weren't going to make a bunch of plans and then have those because, you know, I'm a little bit type A about my planning and I didn't want my head to explode if our plane got delayed or our flight got canceled. That's a good tip, though. I mean, because the thing is, you know, if you have plans, you're going to be worried about them. If you don't and you get there and you can do stuff, it's almost like a bonus, right? It's, yeah. it's like, oh, well, we're playing with house money here, but we don't have anything that we're going to miss out on. Now, did you guys fly nonstop? Did you have to make a connection? Because I was saying, I mean, it's just kind of a rule of thumb. If you're traveling in the winter, if you can make a connection, go through the southern airport if possible. Like, try not to connect through Chicago. That's always a good idea. You know, (laughs) you know, don't connect through, you know, Minnesota or, you know, Minneapolis or something. If you can avoid it. But I mean, did you guys catch a nonstop or how'd they go? Yeah, we, there's nothing nonstop from Boise. Yeah, I, don't I don't think there's so. nonstop from Boise so, yeah. <laughs> anywhere. You have to go somewhere. So we definitely, I absolutely planned to go through Dallas. Okay. That was a very purposeful decision. We got stuck last year in the Christmas nonsense. We spent five days in Denver in a hotel oh, gosh, because we yeah. couldn't get out. Well, we weren't going to relive that. So we planned for Dallas and it worked great. There were no delays. It was all good. Good tip. Okay, so you get to Walt Disney World. Let's get into the trip. So now, where'd you you guys were there for? Let's lay this out. You guys had a long trip. So once you got there, at least this wasn't a quick turnaround thing where like you're you know you're you're getting there and you people are like oh my gosh they're wasting all this time they're not doing anything the first night they're not really having plans the first day people are like oh my gosh they're gonna be miss-. but you had time that was the good thing you know time at Walt Disney World is so valuable. You guys were there for a good long length. So kind of lay that out for us, where you stayed and how long you were there. Yeah, we definitely, when we fly to Disney World, we stay a long time. This trip was a 15-day trip. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, 15 days, you can do a lot with that yeah. and you don't have to be rushed. Right. So two of those days were travel. Then we had 13 days there. 
we bought 10 day park tickets. So we had rest days already factored in. And we just made our first day a rest day because travel kicks your butt. Yes, it does. It's it's awful. And then to have to get in at eight, try to get settled in, try to get to your room. You're not going to sleep, asleep maybe by midnight and then trying to get up for rope drop. That would have not been fun. And we just really wanted to make this whole trip about relaxing into it, doing the things we wanted to do when we wanted to do them as grown-ups and not have to considering the wants of a seven-year-old and not having to consider the wants of anybody else who was coming on the trip with us. And what we wanted was to be, we're, we're pretty intense Disney people when we're there, but we wanted to uh, plan purposeful downtime so that we would really be able to enjoy when we were going full tilt. At the end of the show, I got to ask you, because I want to come back to that at the end to see how hard that was and, and how successful you were. Because don't let me forget that, because that is. I want to see if you stuck to stuck to your guns with that at the end, like if you really were able to like, OK, we have to take downtime because it is so hard at Walt Disney World sometimes. But let's let's put that let's put a pin in that for right now. So you had all this time. Where did you guys stay while you were down there? We stayed at the All Star Music. OK. What did you guys think? I mean, did that work out fine for you guys for this length of stay? Absolutely. We are rope drop to close people. So for us, what we wanted was a place that was comfortable and quiet to lay our heads down. And I did a little bit of research about, we did a standard room, nothing mm -hmm. special. We wanted to be away from the pool. It's January. We're not swimming. We didn't want to be around a, a, a bunch of noise of people going to and from. Smart. So we just asked for, for a building that was a little bit further away. Um, and they gave us a wonderful room right out kind of on the parking lot. And it, it was just so quiet and so comfortable. And with just two people there, it was plenty of space. We didn't need more than that. Um, it allowed, by staying at the All-Stars, allowed us to go for 15 days. You know, my right. husband and I are both nurses. We're not rolling in the dough. Yep. And we want to be able to have something that is perfectly comfortable. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It I was great. I hear you because, I mean, you know, my wife and I both were teachers, right? And, you know, she's still a teacher and, you know, I'm still, I'm self-employed. So we do this similar kind of thing, right? I mean, you can, you, you can either, I mean, it's, it, and everybody kind of makes these choices. You could go like for a weekend at a deluxe. You could maybe go for four or five nights at a moderate, or you could go for seven or eight nights sometimes at a, at a value. It's just, uh, it's one of those things. And you're right. You spread it out and you do that. And the values are fun. I mean, if you are a true Disney fan, there's more Disney in the values than there are in the moderates or the deluxes. They're more geographically themed in the moderates and the deluxes. I think there's something for everybody in the hotels. And if you're going to be I, in the theme parks, why pay for the amenities you're not going to use? That's what we felt. And we're just so like, I am just a kid. I am just a kid when it comes to Disney. I want, I want all that Disney magic and all the super oversized everything. So for me, the all-stars are perfect. That's why I love, I love pop century just because I'm like a, I'm like a vintage toy nerd. Like I listen to podcasts about vintage toys, video games, like that, that aesthetic of pop century is what I wish my house looked like. I mean, it, it, it could not be more my vibe. That's I mean, that in the Skyliner, but I mean, even if it didn't have this before the Skyliner, I love pop. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my life. Like the, you know, the big computer, the laptop computer in the nineties, the inline skate, you know, it's like. This is your life, Mike Rallman. So it's like, I mean, just that's exactly it. Like, that's it's perfect. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's exactly screaming at me. You know, even though I love what Riverside, Riverside's beautiful. It's like a postcard. And I like staying there, too. Don't get me wrong, because it's beautiful. 
it's something about like, I'm going to Disney. So I want that stuff. You know, I don't want to yeah. avoid it. I want it to be loud and crazy. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about highlights though, for the trip. You guys did a lot of fun stuff. So one of the things I, I really want to talk about, cause it just wrapped up actually festival of the arts, the shortest festival. And it's my favorite festival. Actually. I love this little show over at Epcot. So what'd you guys think? We absolutely loved it. I, I didn't intend to go during a festival, but I was really thrilled that our dates coincided with it so well. We actually were in Epcot for three of our days. And one of our days, we specifically just focused on the festival. And the other two days, we got to do other festival things kind of in between. Mm -hmm. It was a blast. For someone who's been to Disney World a number of times, I've rode most of the ride, ridden most of the rides in the past, um, it was really nice to sprinkle this little this little uh, glitter over top of what we were doing. And because we had the extra days, we were able to dive into it pretty deep, really, in a way that we hadn't ever been able to do before. Because, you know, when you're going for one day to a park, there's no way to do right. everything. So you hit the most important things and so much of it just goes missed. It just gets missed. Um, but we were able to, we were able to, uh, go to one of the Disney on Broadway concerts that they had. It was beautiful. It just such a neat, such a neat thing to be able to just sit there for an hour and listen to people who have, who are headlining now right, on know. Broadway singing to us. It, it was, it was gorgeous. Uh, they have art booths all over the place um, that we just wandered in and out of and looked at all the Disney art that we didn't bring home. I know. <laughs> I, that's always my thing. Like I want to bring it all home, but I can't afford it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> And we, we've always wanted to, or at least I've always wanted to snack around the world. And with all of the extra festival booths, and there was even more to choose from, made it a little bit hard to pick what we wanted. Yes. But we were able to just dabble in that a little bit. And it, it was a hoot. We we really we love the chalk art. Oh, my goodness. The chalk art is amazing. Uh, okay. It, it, I, I, you seem a lot like me. We have a lot of stuff in common. You seem very frugal. Like, you're very much like uh, just want to get the most out of every day. And we, I, I could tell we would get along well at the theme parks. But <laughs> the chalk art, it, 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 I 100% agree. I think it's one of the coolest things at Festival of the Arts ever. I just have this issue with that they make something so stinking amazing that is on chalk that is on on the asphalt that when it rains it's going to go away like if i'm ever making something that beautiful which i'm not talented i can't draw a stick figure i'm going to make sure that thing is permanent <laughs> like i just i can't even stand that it's going to get washed away that just drives me like i know people take pictures and stuff but still like that thing needs to be hung in a museum every time i see it that. hurt just a little bit to <laughs> yes, know that this is just going to go away in about know, a day. it drives me crazy yeah. Oh, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you want to like, then the ones that look like kind of like lily pads, like you'd hop over them and stuff. I mean, it looks like you're falling in a ditch or something. They're they're crazy. They're optical illusions. They have some funky angles where yeah. if you take a picture, they look really weird, but then you take, drop your camera down and yeah, follow the uh, directions and you get this amazing scene. It's, it was really I mean, These people pretty are mind -blowing. so talented. I mean, the yeah. amount of talent, if you've never been to this festival, every one of these artisans are extremely talented. They're not just kind of talented they are i mean you know like you said the broadway people they're amazing but i mean yeah. these people that are just creating sidewalk chalk art are amazing i mean it's just it's unreal it's worth the price yeah. of admission right there i felt like it you know we added that extra day on just for that because i i thought i know if we just go for the rides we're gonna think we're gonna get to the festival stuff and we never will 
and when you've already bought a ticket, you know, you can add that one day mm-hmm. on. It doesn't cost too much because right. you've bought this long ticket. Just make it a little longer. And uh, I'm so glad we did. I really am. Disney likes the way you think. <laughs> they want us all to think like that, but it does make sense from nine to 10. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Was there a favorite snack that you had at Epcot either during the festival that you remember or just in general over at Epcot? Cause we love talking snacks. The festival snack that my husband and I both loved were those um, Wagyu buns, the beef Wagyu buns in uh, Japan. Oh, they were so good. Oh. They were just amazing. Uh, I did a little bit of, um, you know, video, watching the videos and stuff about the snacks before we went. I, I'm a spreadsheet kind of gal, so I, I had them all lined out. I knew what are, what are our targets here. We're not wasting time that's, or money. Let's, we're targeted. But those were on the list. I am so glad they are. They are delicious. That's, uh, I, I get it. I've been watching vlogs for my uh, Disney cruise coming up in July because we've never been to these islands. And so I, I'm like watching all the port adventures. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to zip line. We're going to rent Jeeps. We're going to go to this beach. We're going to go to that. I, I'm right with you. I'm trying to decide because you only get, you know, eight hours. I, I got to, don't want to miss it. You know, I'm, we're, we get along just perfect. So Festival of the Arts, big hit. Now, you mentioned, because you guys aren't drinkers, that one of your goals was, you know, some people always talk about Epcot's the park where you drink around the world. You guys, instead of that, we're going to snack around the world. So you found yeah. that to be uh, just a good time. And that sounds like a great suggestion for folks who, you know, don't. And there's a lot of our, I mean, tons of our listeners who are not drinkers that just, to, you know, go around and maybe have a savory snack, have a sweet snack and, you know, maybe get something, you know, else, maybe a sweet and a salty. Who knows? We had so much fun with that. We Because we were there three days, we didn't snack around the world all in one day. I think that would have killed me. <laughs> but we started, you know, doing a few little snacks here and there whenever we were in World Showcase. If we were in France, we'd try to get a little something here, even though maybe we weren't um, really focused on it that day. So it, we we did most of our snacking on our one festival day, but we we did spread it out a little bit. And I think that was smart. We absolutely loved this. It was so much fun. And... My husband and I, on that one day, we didn't plan any reservations at restaurants or anything like that so that we could just just nibble our way through the day and we shared everything. So we would get a little a little pastry or something from from France. And, you know, it's this big. It's like four inches long. But we each got three or four bites and it was lovely. And by doing that, we, we had so many snacks, so much variety. And by the end of the day, we were dying. We couldn't snack in Mexico at the end of the day. We were going to get an empanada. We couldn't do it. We were dying. And we're, we like to eat. See, I can't <laughs> imagine I would it. be full. But I guess you would be. But I mean, yeah. I see like my mind's eye right now. I'm like, no way. No way would I totally be full. full. Like, I can't imagine. But maybe Absolutely I, I got I to try it. I got to try it. Because I've, I've wanted to do that, but I keep telling myself there's no way, Mike, you would be full. But I maybe, I guess. I'm telling you, 11 countries, those <laughs> snacks are tiny, right? When you see them, you're like, I no know way. And then especially sharing with yeah. another adult. This is ridiculous. But we just, we just bought whatever we wanted. We were just kids. I said, we're buying the thing. It's $11. I don't care. Yeah. It's three bites. That's all right. We're doing this. And we had so much fun. And, and it cost us about what a, um, a sit-down meal would cost if you if you throw in an appetizer and a drink. Yeah. To snack around the world that day, you know, cost us no more than sitting down would. And we were, my husband's 6'3", he's a big guy. 
we were dying That's at the so end of the day. Odd. We were so full. I'm going to try that. That's, I like this idea. I, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to give it. A, I, I love experimenting. I love, I love testing theories. And I'm going to, because I've thought about this and I'm like, it'd never work. But it, you're right, 11 countries. Sharon, I, maybe I'd have to do 75, 25 with my wife or something, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some other things. We got a lot of, we'll make sure we get all this in. Scott needs to close his ears because he has been dying to do this tour. It's not being offered when he goes down next month because he's going during spring break. And apparently during the week there, he's there. It's not offered. And he was trying to get it like like crazy forever. Keys to the kingdom. Now, I've done this one twice. I love this tour. I think this is the every Disney nerd needs to do this tour. If anything, just to see the utilidors. It is. I, I love it. I mean, I did it twice. That's how much I liked it. So what was your review of Keys to the Kingdom when you got to do this? We were looking forward to this so much. We had a blast. Uh, it was our first day in the Magic Kingdom. Um, we got there. We did the 9 o'clock tour, so we weren't having to get in too early. And you're right. It was beautiful. It was so It was so much fun to see places. Um, they were talking about what the meanings of the windows are. What is the symbolism in this statue? Look down at your feet. Look at what's embedded in the concrete that you're walking on. Look at the symbolism of the of the red you know, that's on the walkways and, and just telling us all about what the planning ideas were when, when Walt was envisioning some of these places and when Roy was helping to build it. And it was, it was just beautiful. And then you're right. When we went behind the scenes, it was so much fun. Just, they took us, there were big barns where the, um, where the floats are for the parades. So we saw those they were talking, we, we, um, <laughs> One of the silliest things was I was impressed with their trash compactor. Yeah. They have a trash compactor the size of a building. Yes. And they got this big, giant pneumatic tube yeah. that sucks all the garbage into it. It's like a bank tube that uh, would suck me up. Like, Yeah, it would. And compact you or burn an incinerator. I don't know what it is. I was I was blown away by that. Uh, we got to see the floats of the, um, what is the name of the the electric water pageant yeah, is that what yeah. it's called and, yeah they're just like chicken wire <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, and they're right there yeah. just sitting in the water and we've we've seen that in the past we didn't see it on this trip but it was a real treat to be able to see it close up and she was talking about how that was never intended to last that mm -hmm. was always intended to be temporary and everybody loved it and yep. so they just kept it here we are umpteen years later and they yep. still have this 50 years chicken later wire here it is yeah yeah so it was fun. We were we were able to go down in the Utilidors. We saw Rapunzel ran through in her, don't tell, but Rapunzel ran through in her bloomers. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, ah, surprised by us. And she jetted out a door. And, and then we saw other characters back there all half, half made up and just chatting with each other. And, you know, if you don't want to spoil the magic, um, that's why you know, it's 16 and over. Trip, yeah, that's why it's 16 and over to, to do it. Yeah. But I mean, it is. It, it's amazing to see how the logistics of the place work because we know the magic that's on stage when you're upstairs. Right. But when you're down there, I mean, it, it takes an army to put on the show. And I mean, you know, you picture, this is what it looks like behind the curtain at a, at a, at a musical, I would imagine. Yeah, Cause I'm not a theater person. I, I have no talent as far as any of that stuff, but I could imagine that if you're watching a huge Broadway play happening, that behind that curtain, you know, people are setting up for the next scene, you know, that it's got to be chaos. You know, people are acting it out in front of the curtain for the for the audience, but everybody behind the curtain is probably getting all the scene set and all the people, the actors and actresses are getting in their spots for the next scene. 
so that when they, you know, you get to the next one, everybody's in their spots. But I mean, it's got to be chaos during that process. That that's what it was under the utilities, right? There's there's little you know, buggies going and yeah, characters moving and you know trash. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. But it's I mean, when you think about it, it has to happen. It's things have to be moving everywhere. It's just but you, when I'm walking down Main Street with my you know all all American Sunday, I'm not thinking about that. And that's perfect. That's the goal. It, that means it's working. It's great. Yeah, and for me. It- for a, I think for Disney nerds, it's part of the magic. Right. And so then to get to glimpse that, like, wow, and what my husband and I did after that tour, it lasted until about two. Then we stayed in the Magic Kingdom. We didn't have Genie Plus, And we looked at the Magic Kingdom with new eyes. Same, and same. we wanted to do all this stuff that we don't usually do because we're like, this is just a bonus day. We can just wander and do whatever we want to. So we went out to Tom Sawyer Island. And just looked in the caves and stuff. I hadn't done that since I was little. Um, and we we saw the Country Bear Jamboree. I think it was the second to last day so, before yeah, it say, closed. Yeah, lucky. It was so great. I mean, just the timing. It's not. I mean, we all know what the Country Bear Jamboree is. It's, but for nostalgia's sake yes. and for just getting one last look at it before it changes, what a treat for us. And you know, on a normal park day, we would not make Country Bear Jamboree a priority. But it was a priority this day, and I'm really glad. Right. I just remember, like, now, I mean, still to this day, like, there's a, there's a door in the Emporium that I look at every time now a different way because of Keys of the Kingdom. Because that's, it. you think it's just a door. That's a door to the Utilidor. Like, I mean, if, yeah. you if you don't know that, then you just, that's a door. Now I'm like, I was, telling, <laughs> I was telling the kids, no, that's a door to the Utilidor right there. Like, everyone walks right behind the it. curtain. Exactly. It's <laughs> See so if fun. they catch you. I know. Seriously, so that's actually the <laughs> Utilidors. Um, but it just looks like a plain old white door. Okay, so another thing that you guys did, uh, and this is kind of funny because we talked about this on Wednesday's listener question show. We had a question about Ohana, and it looks like you guys had a decent dinner at Ohana down there. And, and you guys were kind of trying to hang out to make it. Destroy. I've done this too. Stretch that meal to the fireworks. Almost made it, it looks like. But how was it, though? Just give us a quick review of that. Yeah, we, we did Ohana on our very last night there. Um, we, we made our reservation for 6 p.m., and the fireworks were at 8 so we couldn't quite stretch it to two hours but we tried so hard but we really love ohana i know it sometimes gets mixed reviews because people who've known it back in the day mm-hmm. will say well it's not the same as it was no oh, well, i wasn't i didn't ever go to ohana in the day because when my parents were paying for it we weren't going to ohana we were you. bringing in tuna fish sandwiches we were going to so, six flags and not even eating in six flags we went to kentucky fried chicken <laughs> in the back of my grandpa's f-150 but <laughs> exactly exactly so for us this was beautiful and and when we got there they seated us at a table for two, overlooking, I mean, looking straight out at the castle. Nice. It was so fun. We saw Tron's uh, lights as the evening oh, started. You know how they so cool. those yeah. lights kind of swirl. My husband's like, what is that? It's Tron. And, you know, we could see the sun going down and the water and the kids playing in that pool down there. And, and our server was really kind and just a sweet guy. And we loved the food. We were stuffed. Um, it, we have no complaints about Ohana at all. It's one of our favorite places. We've gone there uh, three times now, and I don't think we're going to stop. I'm glad. I'm glad because I want to get that in there because, yeah, it is. It's it's personal taste. I mean, it really it is. And it's, God, it's a great location. Anytime you get a chance to go over to the Polynesian, it's the to me, the Polynesian is the essence of Walt Disney World. It's tropical feel. It's, you know, it's one of the original 
locations for Walt Disney World. It screams the 70s. I love that 70s aesthetic of Walt Disney World. It feels so original and uh, good. I, I like the food. I just wish it wasn't so expensive. You know, I'll tell you, Mike, one thing that we did is we put um, our money on Disney gift cards. That's a good idea. We paid, yeah. And we paid for everything ahead of time. We paid for our tickets and our hotel before we ever got the. That's we put a, idea. you know, two thousand something dollar deposit on our hotel just so we wouldn't get charged when we walked away. So when we went down there, we didn't feel the burn at all because it had all been paid for months ago. Yep. And that way, when we were at Ohana's and we handed them that gift card, it didn't hurt. Yep. That money was already See, spent. In and that's our why, and that's why I like cruising. See, I mean, cruising is expensive. I mean, cru especially Disney Cruise Line. It's it's a luxury line. It's a luxury experience. But I love it because it's such a great experience. I, I do it all the time. But you know, I don't do it all the time. I wish I did all the time. I do it as often as I as I can allow. But you pay for it, like you know, with our cruise, it's a four month in advance payment. And then when you go on the cruise, like it's so far, you know, you paid for it months and months ago. And then basically, once you get on the ship, everything's paid for. Your dinners, your everything, except for, you know, like yeah. a drink here and there, you know, port adventure. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, paying for dinner. <laughs> you know, like, I can order whatever yeah. I want. I can get two entrees. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, like, so in heaven. But, okay, I'll make sure we get all this in. So, um, let's talk rides here for a second because you guys got to do some cool rides. So, give us give us highlights for the attractions that you enjoyed the most during. Uh, you mentioned, well, real quick before that, you mentioned when you guys were in the parks, you had 10-day tickets. Did you guys use Genie Plus all these days, some of the days? How, how'd you guys manage that? Yeah, we didn't use it every day. I went into it having heard that some parks, it's more important than other parks. So what we did is we used Genie Plus the first day in any park where we, were, um, where we were doing a ride day. We'd use it the first day so we could just hit the ground running. And I'm familiar with Genie Plus, so I was able to really manipulate it and use it to its max. And then at the end of the day, we would think, okay, how important is this going to be for us next time? Good call. Are we going to need it next time? The other thing we could do is we could do an individual lightning lane for a big ride if we want to. How do we want to do that? So we ended up using Genie Plus about 50% of the time. Hmm. Um, all of the, all of the uh, first days and then a couple of the second days. But, of course, we were there for, for 10 days. So probably about five of the days we used Genie Plus. And uh, and it worked out great to um, to skip it on some of those on some of those extra days. We just didn't need it. Epcot, we absolutely we probably wouldn't have needed it the first day, but we definitely did not need it on the next two days. So did you tend to use it in the in the way that you just kind of always picked the next available attraction, or were you looking for specific attractions and took that like as because there's kind of two strategies, right? Because like when I'm at, Di I, I don't use it at World. I use it because the World I've done so many attractions all the time, and I'm not, and I'm usually down there for a race, honestly. So I don't worry about it. But at Disneyland, I'm there for the rides. So at Disneyland, I just take whatever's next. Like I just look and see whatever's next, closest time, and just go on it because I just want to ride anything. I love everything out there. Is that the kind of strategy? Like, what's your strategy for good Genie Plus usage? I just like getting these ideas out there for folks that are considering using it for the first time so they can just have some ideas to think about. We didn't really stick to any particular strategy, but I think it worked out a lot that it was more stacking, mm -hmm. um, where the, the idea that you're stacking ahead. So we did rope drop, and then we would um, just go nuts with rope drop until about 10 a.m. So I was really trying to not get Genie Plus until after 10 nice. i was trying to stack them after 10 because 10 o'clock is when it starts to get starts to get busier yep. and you know by noon and one you're just slammed so if i can be doing genie plus all 
late morning, early afternoon, um, then uh, I, I, I'm not waiting in line during rope drop and then I'm not waiting in line for Genie Plus. And then by the end of the day, usually we've done all of the major rides we need to do. And now we're just picking up the stuff that is a walk-on. Maybe if, if Genie Plus is available, we'll use it. Like for, for the Little Mermaid ride in Disney, in Dis, uh, the Magic Kingdom. It was nearly a walk-on. Right. It was like a 10-minute, 15-minute wait. Well, we used Genie Plus for it because we had it. But that was like at 9 o'clock at night. Yep. So why not skip a little bit of the line? But it wasn't our priority. And by, by that time, we had already used our Genie Plus selections for all the major rides that we wanted to use. So anything else is just a little cherry on top. Yellow you know? gravy. Yeah. That's a good point, though, because you don't need it early in the day because you're rope dropping. You're already beating the crowds. But what you're doing is you're virtually standing in line later on in the day by stacking those reservations for 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock when the crowds are built. That's a good thought. And I'm glad you put that out there for folks, because I still think we're in that era where folks are getting Genie Plus, but they're not quite sure exactly what to do with it. And you you are very concise and very that's a great idea to get that out there for folks sitting down. So I appreciate that. That's just yeah. It's a goal of the show, you know, not only to have fun, but to educate folks to have better vacations. So how about a couple? So let's get into those attractions though, that you got on. What were some of your favorites? Because you had some new stuff to experience this time. Oh, my goodness. We hadn't been for about five years. So the new things that were there were um, Remy's Ratatouille, Guardians, and Tron. <laughs> those are some we, good ones <laughs> i i thought there's no way that any of these are living up to the hype because you know you get your anticipation you've heard all the stories and it's all building but then you get there and you're like yeah that was a letdown also mickey and minnie's was anyway that was a let i tell you what those three remy's guardians and tron blew me away they blew my mind. It was so much fun. I sent you a picture ahead yes, of time. Of great our, pictures. I would I don't know if you want to post it on. You can, can. post it. Okay. It can be out there for the world. I I got on Tron. And you know, you get latched into this this uh, motorcycle and you're leaning forward and you feel like you're completely out of control yes. because they've got you leaning forward. And then they blast you out and you're flying through the sky and arcing up and down. And my face, I could feel my face just go into spasms. And I stayed that way for the whole ride. My husband said he looked over at me and just started laughing because of what I looked like. It was terrifying and it was amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. If you see the picture of my face, you will not believe that I loved that ride. I'll put that out there today on my Instagram. So check it out, Beergus Mike. But it, yeah, it's a great. And I think everybody gets a pretty decent picture on this ride because one, they, the photography on this ride is amazing. And plus the way they made it look, it looks just like the movie. I mean, better because the 80s didn't have the technology to take these great pictures. But it is, it's that that first ride on Tron. Because I remember my first ride on it too. I was like, I swear, and, and also when you sit across from your significant other, it's really awesome. Because I was sitting across from Pam, my wife. And I told her, I'm like, this is the weirdest way to ride a roller coaster because it just does not feel safe. I was like, I know I'm safe. Like I told, I, but I'm having this conversation. I, you know, it's, it's like yelling at you. Like, you know, that you're getting ready because it, it drives you into that little straight piece where you stop for like five seconds, you know, and it's like, I don't even know what it was saying at that point. It was just like, get ready to go in the grid or something. And I'm looking across to her. I'm like, this doesn't feel real. And then just, <laughs> like, here we go. And it was just, it was the same thing. Right. I was like, Oh, this is not, but it, we're having, we're laughing, but I was just like, this is wild. This is, this is so not what I, this is not the norm, but it was, and again, people complain that it was short. I was like, it's perfect. It's like, I, 
That's all I needed. I'm good. My heart would have exploded <laughs> if it had been any longer. That's how it was. I was like, nope, not too short. It was, it was, it was, it was just right. <laughs> Got my picture. The second, the second time we rode that, I knew what to expect, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna smile. And I tried, and I tried, and I still look like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fun, and it's so visual, right? I mean, it's they they nailed it with the visuals. I I, I still haven't got to ride it at night though. I want to do it at no. night. Did you did no. daytime? No. Yeah, because it looks it's daytime. Both yeah, dang, I know. <laughs> you know, I occasionally now they'll have uh, standby, just every once in a while. But but now it's uh, I just had the the uh, virtual queue, so I you know didn't get to pick what time I rode. So what about no. Guardians now? Because, again, I've done it twice. It's almost killed me twice because I cannot do spinning. Uh, Apparently, you could. Yeah, I'm, I usually have um, I usually have car sickness. I mean, I'm really, I'm not good with motion. So I was kind of worried about this because I knew that it spins. But it, it kind of, it was okay for me because it kind of spins with a purpose. And when it turns you, it's turning you towards a focal point. Mm -hmm. Not that the screens are a bit of a problem for me. So I kind of didn't really look at the screens of the great big monster guy, you know, but when it would spin you around and you would be looking at a star or a planet, my, my brain worked with that. It was okay. It didn't cause too much sickness. It was a little queasy on one of the three rides because we were there three times, but it was a hoot. It was really a hoot and a half. We loved it. It was, it, it was probably my favorite roller coaster on this trip. If I couldn't have done any other roller coaster, I probably would have done Guardians. It, I would say, yeah, it was, it was a hoot. Now, did you? Because you mentioned you did do an individual Lightning Lane. So did you do one on Guardians? So was that one of your? Did, no. did you do individual lightning? You said you did do individual lightning lane on something. Was was that Rise or what would you? Yeah, do we it? did Rise on one of the days there, and we did Flight of Passage. Flight Those of passage. were the two times we did that. Yeah, the Guardians we just did the virtual queue. It worked great. So okay, let me ask you this though: on on Rise and on Flight of Passage, you feel like you got your money? Because this is always a good indicator, I think. Because you pay extra. You're paying a mission to get into the park, and you're paying extra to ride that attraction with an individual lightning lane. Did you get your value out of that ride? I probably didn't, but I'll tell you why. Because with Flight of Passage, we bought that individual lightning lane before we ever went to the park. And then we, because I've rope dropped all this time, but I've never been at the front. And we were dead front of the line. <laughs> Absolutely at the front of the line. Murphy's Law. Like we were, we were standing there and there was nobody in front of us. We were on that ride. We were probably 40 people back on Flight of Passage. So we rope dropped it. And then our individual lightning lane was for like 45 minutes later. So we rope dropped Flight of Passage, went over to Navi River Journey, and then came back to Flight of Passage. So I wouldn't say I got my money's worth, but I really had fun. That's, I loved that ride. Yeah, that's so I was like, well, it probably cost a little more than this, you know, than I would have normally paid. If I'd known that I'd have been at the front of the line, I wouldn't have done it. But you can't know that. You can't that's know true. you're at the front of the line. So I don't I don't regret that we did it. No, and you shouldn't. And basically what you bought was like an insurance policy against the long line. You know, it's it's one of those yeah. things too. It, 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 you know, like I tell my guests over at the Magic for Less, like they always ask, you know, a lot of times when folks are asking about insurance, I can't give insurance advice, right? I'm not an insurance like a licensed insurance agent. You know, I can I can add it to a package. And but my advice I tell people is 
if you buy vacation protection of you know policy and add it to your package you can't look at it as you're buying it just for like say your luggage gets lost or your trip gets delayed when it happens <laughs> but if your trip is nine months from now from the time you buy that insurance policy you have peace of mind from when you go to bed tonight <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you're covered like you, you don't have to worry about it from now on like you have you have that insurance policy. You have a backup plan. You know, like yeah, you are not you like just, worried about this is a hurricane hitting for nine months now because you can't control it, but you're going to worry about it. Okay, yeah. now you don't have to worry. You know, so it's yeah. one of those things. Like you just you kind of hedged your bets. I did, and then the second time we went to the park, we didn't buy the Lightning Lane, and we were at the front of the park again. We got to rope drop it again, so we got to do flight of passage three times on this trip. And um, I still don't regret that we bought the individual Lightning Lane the first time because. We just weren't sure. We weren't sure what the crowds were going to be like. Animal Kingdom was our very first park of the trip. We had no gauge and no, you know, way of knowing what what are the crowds going to be like um, at this time of year post COVID. We haven't been for five years. We didn't know. So I'm glad we did it. Well, plus when you come all the way from Idaho, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the you're throwing in an individual lightning lane. Come on now. You've come all the way. That's how we justified almost every purchase we made on this trip. <laughs> say, we're like, I mean, just pay for it. Let's come all the way it's... across the country. Good. Good <laughs> Lord. What, what's 17 bucks? <laughs> like 18 right. bucks. Come on now. Okay. Let's, let's quickly talk because we're, we're running a little short on time here and you have a lot of sit down uh, meals that we haven't gotten to speak about. Give us two or three of the best sit down meals that you had during the trip. Mm, we love Sanaa. We absolutely love that. Um, it's over at Kadani Village in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, we've been there before. And they again, they sat us in the window. We're right there. There's zebras and cranes and storks and everything right outside our window. And the, the food there, we love kind of Indian, African-inspired cuisine. And it was just delicious. Did their bread service with all those sauces and things. It was wonderful. We, we're, that was on one of our rest days um, when the only thing we had scheduled that day was that meal. So we were able to super relax all day and then go over there kind of middle afternoon and have this wonderful sit down meal. That was probably one of our favorites of Ohana we've already talked about. And in the parks, um, we like Liberty Tree Tavern. That was super, oh, super see, uh, relaxing. I, I, see, I knew I liked you, man. It's Thanksgiving dinner. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is. And <laughs> the guy kept saying, so are you done? And we kept saying, uh, no, actually, we're not. We'd like more of this. <laughs> Especially we kind of uh, boggled yeah. his mind because when we do uh, all you can eat, we don't eat for like 18 hours before we go. <laughs> Again, you got to get your money's worth. You got to try. We're talking about that worth. on our Discord server this afternoon, actually. <laughs> yeah, so that was delicious. It was great. Oh, one thing that we absolutely loved was at Rosen, Rosen Crown in Epcot. If you've never had their sticky toffee pudding, holy cow. It was the best dessert we'd had. So if you ever have a chance to go to Rosen Crown, get some fish and chips, get the sticky toffee pudding. It was the best thing I had in in Disney World. I've had their fish and chips and I've had their, I think it's called, what's that? It's the egg. Their scotch egg, I think it's called. Oh, <laughs> Ugh, that kind of scared me. Oh, it's some kind of egg. I had, it, I did a tour. Um, I forget. It was like uh, World Showcase Undiscovered or something. It was just me and a couple that didn't speak English uh, from like Korea or something. So it was a really crazy tour because three people and two of them didn't speak English. So it was basically me and the cast member because um, they just the other couple just kind of hung out and they 
I think that's what it was called, the Scott, some yeah, kind of Scotch like a egg. Scotch yeah. egg. It was like a, fr- it was so good. I don't know what was in it, was but it? It, it was tasty. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, it scared know. me. I wasn't willing to risk it. Oh, it was super good. I mean, it looked like it was deep fried. I don't like a, like a, I don't like a boiled egg. It was deep fried. I don't know what was in it. Maybe it was bacon around it. I have no idea. It was, uh, I'll eat. I was hungry. I'll eat anything just about. Now, one of the things you did though, and also, I like this. I got a couple more questions. You guys got the pizza from the, one of the things about the all-star resorts. Do they have good pizza? <laughs> I love the pizza at the all-stars and you guys did it a few times. Yeah. There were Winter. a couple of times that the first time we did it, we had just kind of dragged our butts home from something. I don't remember what it was like 10 o'clock at night. And we're hungry, but my husband said, can you, can we just get a pizza? I'm like, yes. I can mobile order this thing while I'm on the bus and I'll tell him I'm here. And by the time we get there, it'll be ready. And we good just call. walked in, picked up our pizza and went back. And all they have is cheese pizza or pepperoni pizza, but still, I mean, there were two of us with this big pizza, so we just kind of ate part of it for dinner and stuck the rest of it in the fridge and ate the rest of it for breakfast oh, the next that's day. That's so good. That's it so worked good. just fine. So let me ask you this, too. Uh, you, you mentioned you had a couple built-in rest days, and you guys were staying at All-Star Music. There's not a ton to do at All-Star Music. I mean, it's not, you know, the, the deluxes have a little bit more going on with recreation, what did you guys do for the rest days? Did you guys go to Disney Springs? You guys just chill, you know, hang out? I mean, how'd you guys fill your time during the rest days? Well, first of all, we didn't set our alarm to get up at any particular time. Oh, so man. we were able to sleep that sounds, in, and that, that was great. So good. Uh, it was wonderful. And then we just explored. We just, and we went not at a, not at a, a frantic pace. We, we, we had one day where we did monorail resorts. We just rode that monorail around to the Poly and Grand Floridian and, um, the contemporary and got off whenever we wanted to, took pictures. I like pin trading and we nice. were pin trading and all that stuff. Pin trade where the rich kids are. They'll trade bet, trade good pins. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Halloween. We used to always go to the rich neighborhoods. You know, we absolutely lived, we lived in the poor part of town, but we'd, we'd get a ride over to the good part of town. You get the full size candy bars. <laughs> strategic, man. You got to be strategic. So we did that one day. And then another day we did a Skyliner day where we made sure that we took a bus over to Hollywood studios and got on the Skyliner there and just rode it, just rode it all around. Then we get off at the, you know, pop century or wherever and the Riviera resorts that we hadn't seen before. So we were still going, but we were going at a way slower pace and we were stopping. We rode a lot of boats. We would ride up the Sasagula river up to um, Port Orleans and Mm -hmm. Riverside, which was Riverside is our favorite resort on that little river Mm it it, we just decide it's it's so relaxed it's so laid back it just wander around in in and around all their rooms it you feel like you're back in i don't know old south somewhere it was just nice really relaxing Uh, we had beignets at at um french French quarter Quarter. yep yeah yeah and it and so we did things like that where it wasn't on a timetable. The only thing we had scheduled on any rest day was um, a sit down meal. And that's all we had to work around and everything else was wide open. So we could go or stop. And, you know, oftentimes we'd come back to the room at six or seven and just crash because we were so exhausted from being in the parks for many days. Oh my God, Cindy, I might prefer your rest days to your theme park days. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they were great. They were great. That sounds awesome to go around and take pictures at the resorts and pin trade and eat beignets and visit the resorts and ride the Sasagula River. Oh, that that's my idea of vacation. <laughs> it is. Great. And we got to explore some of the uh, deluxe uh, amenities without paying the deluxe prices, you know, and it is we got to we got to see all there was to see at the Wilderness Lodge and 
you know, got to see the animals at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we never feel like we miss out on those things because we go and spend quite a bit of time at them just exploring. Oh, one last thing I want to get in because I wanted two more questions. So you got in a unfortunate uh, Disney transportation mishap. Now, fortunately, nobody was hurt, but holy cow. Yeah. So tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, on our, our last night there when we were heading to Ohana's, we um, we had a reservation at 6. We had left Hollywood Studios about about 4 to get a bus over to Ohana's. And about halfway there, the a car hit the bus. The bus didn't oh hit a car. Gosh. The car hit the bus. The bus was turning and the car didn't pay attention and he just hit him on the on the side and you just heard the screech of metal and crunch and and i was really impressed with disney um their system they they had people out there right away assessing and we had you know traffic backed up for miles and they got everybody moved out of the way and got us on a new bus in about 45 minutes and we made our reservation in time I'm glad nobody was hurt. I mean, that's yeah. a good thing. I, I've been on a bus that's broken down. Like we had to pull off to the side of the road and then they called another bus. And you had to get off and get on another. That's the closest I've ever been. So that's, that yeah. was not fun, but <laughs> that, that's scary. I'm glad nobody was hurt with that. So no, nobody. as we wrap the show up, because we've gotten so much good information out here today and it's been so much fun just visualizing this trip. And I'm telling you, I'm going to try the snacking thing. I still am not hundred percent sure I'll fill up, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'll be thinking about it all night now. I'm going to talk to my wife about this when we get done here. Um, but leave us with one story, one uh, memory that you're going to always have from this trip that we could kind of take with us here on a Monday as we go into work or school or, you know, we're walking the dog or going on a run today. Like what's what's one fun story from this trip, one memory that you're going to always have from this trip? Oh, my goodness. It's a very hard question, Mike. We had so many amazing times together, but, you know, quite honestly, just holding my husband's hand and walking Cute. slowly and not having to worry about um, anybody else's needs. It was just, it was a little, it sounds a little bit selfish, right? But it was so good to just pour kind of time into each other, doing stuff that we both really enjoy doing. And um, I just, you know, walking, <laughs> just, just dragging our exhausted selves back to the hotel at night and holding my husband's hand as we're walking from the front of the All-Stars back to our room and just thinking about how crazy we are for killing ourselves on a trip like this, but how much fun we're having together. It's like, hey, you know, if it's not about is celebrating each other, and if it's not about just thoroughly enjoying one another, then why are you doing it? And, and we really did. Every day was a delight, and it was really fun to just look back at my husband and have him look back at me and just know we're right where we want to be right at this time in our lives. That makes me so happy because again, kind of like where we were at the very beginning of the show that at Walt Disney world today, I hope that's happening so many times over and it's so glad, you know, I'm so glad to hear that it happened for you guys. You know, the magic is real, you know, it's, 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 it's a place where dreams do happen, you know, dreams come true and people go down there and make magic. And this is, it happens every day and we just got to hear it real right here on the pod, on the podcast. And I'm glad that we get to bring this to so many folks all around the planet, you know, because people do listen all around the world and we're lucky for that. And Cindy, thanks so much because you could, you have to just be a little bit happier at the end of today's show than you were at the beginning. Cause this is so much fun listening about listening to all this. So, uh, thanks for bringing this to us. I am happier and I can't wait to snack around Epcot now, but, uh, hope you have a great week and thank your husband for, uh, kind of, given us the inspiration for the story as well. Congratulate him on his retirement. And uh, thank you both for what you do for all of us in the medical field. We really appreciate that. You and all your colleagues. Thank you for having me. It has been a joy. 
All right. Don't forget today's show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan a very magical vacation to all the Disney destinations, whether it's Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. We can do it all for you. And the best part, no additional cost. Same price as booking directly through Disney. And you get a lot of booking bonuses as well. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys are the all-stars for our show. You make the podcast happen. So thank you so much for that. You can support us as well, just $5 a month. We'd appreciate that so much. And you'll get the bonus show every week. It's usually on Tuesdays. It's called Mike in the Midwest. So coming over this week, Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Give me a follow on the social media at BeOurGuestMike on Instagram. Twitter and threads. And one more thing I want to remind you about, we have a discord channel. This is basically like a live chat room that we have going 24 seven, lots of conversations going on about every show. We have a living room channel. We have a sports channel. We have a Disney cruise line channel. We have all kinds of channels there for all of our listeners to disengage with each other, to have a nice community online. So just go to BeOurGuestPodcast.com and there's a, just scroll down. You'll see the Discord link. Just click there and you're set. Come on over. Join our community on Discord. Just go to BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Join me this Sunday night. We'll have a live uh, call-in show, the BOGP Open Line, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We'll take your calls, all the places. You know where to join us. Scott will be with me as well this time. All right, we're going to jump out of here. Wish you a great week. We hope you have a good one. So for Cindy out in Idaho, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.